Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.ag. And for this week only, get a 110% sign-on bonus. 110% of your initial deposit by using code NEXTROUND. That's MyBookie.ag, code NEXTROUND. Like or subscribe, the choice is yours. Jim Dunaway, Lance Taylor, Ryan Brown, and Rockstar. Live from the Birmingham Racecourse Casino Studios, the next round, presented by Bud Light, is on now. Dallin Cup joins us momentarily. The show being brought to you this hour by our friends at Champy's World Famous Fried Chicken, the great folks at Champy's Chicken on 119 in Alabaster. Open for lunch right now. It's an opportunity to get by there and enjoy a great, great southern meal right there. And you don't find really good fried chicken in a lot of places. Sterling's been doing it for a long time now, over a decade at that Alabaster location. 119 right there just off 31, just off I-65. It's a destination lunch location. Brined overnight, cooked to order, piping hot, hand-cut chicken fingers as well. Mississippi Delta recipe tamales, so good. It is championschicken.com. We'll get to basketball and, and Dallin Cuff in a moment. Rockstar, can you give me cut number five? Kaylin DeBoer yesterday on the show um, really amazed us with this conversation about Mount Rushmore. Back in his native state of South Dakota. It's got some national attention. I was surprised how stunned people were by this. And then afterwards, a little behind the scenes, we were talking to Coach for a while, and he pulled out his phone and actually showed us pictures off his phone of his climb to the top of Mount Rushmore. Here's how that conversation went yesterday. Fun fact with the uh, with Mount Rushmore. I mean, this happened so long ago, it probably doesn't matter, but I have been on top of Mount Rushmore. Oh, really? Have you really? I didn't know that was allowed. It's not. Uh, Jimmy Stewart was on it in uh, North by Northwest. Uh, Especially, it was my, uh, probably 2005 or 2006, some of us coaches, uh, right after the signing day time, went out there, and uh, special security, um, we had a player on our on our. A team and his his dad was in charge of the security and he got us up there before it opened. Uh, wow! One day and gotten it behind there and so I wish we'd have had you know the phones now with more pictures. Yeah, no, we, right. we didn't catch capture enough pictures back then or at least good ones, you know. And so yeah. uh, that was a pretty special moment. The photos were pretty cool and one of the photos, like I guess I knew this was a real thing, uh, was the area where they were going to hide the stuff that supposedly got stolen in national treasure the right. you know For all the articles yeah. and all that that they were going to hide it actually in mount rushmore the nick cage movie the nick cage movie yeah now He's that's just, a that's a real area they just didn't have stuff hidden back there he think. showed us that picture he showed us a picture uh standing on top of george washington he says uh, yeah. this is on top of george looking out and he went down uh, I, I made him laugh when I said, I think it was Jefferson. Is that one of the ones there? Yeah. He had a nice side shot of Jefferson uh, that they were beside. And I said, oh, that's right. And his ear held. He laughed at, yeah. at the football reference there. But uh, that was such a <laughs> he did though. such he did. a such a special moment for him that here's the coach afterwards. He goes, hey, back to that Mount Rushmore thing. I got yeah. some pictures here on my phone if I can find them. So it, it was a really interesting moment with him yesterday. I've heard Mount Rushmore is overrated, by the way. I didn't. I noticed you didn't tell him that. Yesterday. I did not tell uh, Coach DeBoer that, but I've heard it's overrated. Well, remember, it finished. They were going to do the uh, bodies too. Oh, yeah. They're just going to do the waist, and then so they didn't run through. Them. They didn't run through the tape. Yeah. 
All right, let's talk some basketball. If you're watching Alabama and Auburn the last night, you saw Dallin Koff in studio talking about the uh, both the games. He is with us now on the JohnstonRVCenter.com hotline. What is up, Dallin? How are you today? Good to be on with you guys, and uh, I guess we're here for the, the Mount Rushmore's overrated take. I didn't know we are going to get to that. Never I, I, been, but I, maybe I should just not go. Well, you know, um, that's so, a lot of work to get to on uh, Mount Rushmore yeah. to go all the way to South Dakota just, <laughs> yeah. just to look at uh, some old yep. presidents. Yeah, so what I've read is smaller than you would think, a little more difficult to see than you would think, and nothing around it to, to, to do otherwise. So once you've seen it, you're kind of done. So that, that's, that's the overrated part. And, and since you're new to the show, Dallin, I will tell you, uh, Graceland in Memphis, you do not have to go to. It is uh, overrated. Uh, the Boomer Schooner in Norman is smaller than it looked on TV when I was a kid. And South Beach is not that good of a beach in Miami. So you can pass on all three of those things in your travel. Dallin, I disagree with, uh, with, 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 with what he's talking about with uh, um, Graceland. Gra- yeah, Graceland. Graceland. I thought yeah. Graceland was cool. Okay, guys. I will say this. Uh, I appreciate the, the travel advice. Uh, I will lay up on Graceland. I was not a big, big Elvis guy. Uh, South Beach, you do it right, you can have the time of your life. And uh, I think you just got to do it right, though. You know, we're not, we're not 20 raging at you know, 6 a.m. In, in the clubs anymore. But you can have a good time there, and you can, have, you can enjoy it just uh, maybe more in an adult way. <laughs> All right, let's, let's talk about uh, – let's start with Auburn and Tennessee last night because I've seen a lot of Auburn fans saying it was a loss, yes. But, boy, I am encouraged by this team coming out of this loss. I've even seen people say, like, I watched last night and I felt like this is a Final Four-capable team, even in a loss at Tennessee. I don't think that's necessarily a wrong take. I think uh, we're not here for moral victories, but I think we knew that already. Both these teams are capable of making deep runs in the tournament. My question with Auburn, and actually a little bit with both teams, and you saw when Dalton Connect started to take over, I guess it's less of a concern. I mean, Alice Ford Auburn 25-21 to 21 over the final 12 minutes uh, by himself. It's Auburn offensively can get stuck a little bit. I, I prefer them when they are playing downhill, trying to get into the lane, or play through Broom or Times Williams in the paint, um, and then playing inside out. And I think what we've seen with their team sometimes, they can fall in love with shooting threes. We know they can play fast, but they don't, they don't have to play that way. And I think when they do that, sometimes they start chucking a lot of threes. We've seen in some of their bigger games, bigger opponents, they struggle. That's not to say what happened last night. They ran into a really good team on the road. They're a good team, um, but had some offensive challenges at times. I mean, I, I will say this, and I, I hope I talk to Bruce the next week because I would love to understand it more. They were up eight guys uh, in control of that game in the second half, and Tennessee really struggling to score and, and kind of, you know, out of sync. And he went, and Bruce went zone and connected to three. They go zone again, two, three. They get in the high post, drop down, dunk, five point run. They cut that lead to three. The place goes nuts, and then connecting the went nuts. I really want to understand the thinking there because in games of that level, those, that was a tournament-level game. I mean, that was a Sweet 16, Elite 8-level game where those things, games can hinge on those type of moves and how they shift in the game. And obviously playing on the road impacts it even more. And the game got away from them after that. So I, I think some of the, the thinking around that was interesting in that game. But big picture, I think offensively there, sometimes, like I mentioned, they get stuck. But Auburn's capable of, of getting to a Final Four, and uh, as is Tennessee. Yeah, you know, Connect just doesn't look like he's got a weakness in his game. He goes for uh, a career-high 39, tying a career-high earlier this year against Florida. Uh, how is this guy not more dominant in the big sky for Northern Colorado? <laughs> well, I mean, I, he, did, he did put up some points. I think he was second-team all-league player, but I do think the players around you, your coaching, your scheme, and your commitment. And then I, I love Jimmy Dykes, and Jimmy will tell you every story in the sun during a game at times and praise players where there should be praise. But everybody he talked to before the season was about his work ethic um, and his grind. And I do think his size and skill level 
along with his athleticism, is pretty remarkable. I mean, he has that high release point. He's 6'6". Uh, he's, he's athletic, and he can knock down shots. He scored all three levels. He's got everything you want. But he also has the mentality where he's grinding, and he's working, and he's, his game has improved from last year. And I think also you have a coach, the Hall of Fame coach, Rick Barnes, saying, okay, we're going to feature this guy in this offense, so we're going to run so much for him and through him to a point so much sometimes that it's become detrimental to the team because other guys defer to him. When they're at their best is when he's doing his thing, but other guys are still willing to step up and able to make plays and playing and, and, and playing you know as confident as possible. I think this is a, a great story of a young man that has worked his way from JUCO to Northern Colorado to Tennessee, and then he's going to be their NBA lottery pick. My pops used to always say he played for Duquesne back in the days and was drafted by the Knicks. He used to say, "If you're good enough, they will find you," and that's an adult connect embodies that. You know, I'm interested, Dallin, on, on where you are right now in Auburn's guards. There, at one point in January, I thought it was a real strength of this team with Janai inside and the way the guards were playing. But last night, some turnover problems on the road to Tennessee. Where are you with the Auburn guards right now? I kind of touched on it before. I think shot selection and, and, and essentially decision-making is, is uh, I, I don't want those guys chucking threes before they've made an attempt. To, to, to get into the lane, to get two feet in the lane, to play through Janai in, in the post, I, I think that's a mistake. And I think you saw last night some decision-making, just being careless with the ball, uh, particularly in the first half. And that's what we came on. That game, guys, you remember, I think it was 32-28 or 32-26. When we do those under-four-minute pops, they come to us in studio. Here's what's coming up. I say something, coach say something, back to the game to finish the game. And that final three minutes and 59 seconds before that, there were a combined 19 turnovers and 18 field goals. Both teams were playing sloppy, and then dudes started making shots. The final 359, there were about 28 points. That is a torrid pace to, to finish the last you know four minutes. And that continued in terms of the pace of the game and some of the shot making, but the decision-making on Tennessee's side got much better. I believe they had four, uh, three or four turnovers in the entire second half where Auburn went to 16 turnovers. So their, their decision-making continued to be poor and put in critical moments. So, yeah, I think those are the question marks. I think those guys have to play. I mean, any time to make a run to the final four, you got you got to play well almost every game. Very rarely can you play poorly in an NCAA tournament game and survive. I think particularly those guards have to be strong, smart, and really their shot selection. They are talented, but the shots you choose to take and when you choose to take them, understanding time and score remains to be something that, that we'll see if they can do it whenever all the pressure is on. Dallin Cuff is with us from ESPN. You saw him in the studio last night at Dallin Cuff on Twitter is where you would follow him there. Let's move to the Alabama game because Nate Oates basically challenged his defense after that, that embarrassing Kentucky loss. Alabama still gave up 88 to Ole Miss. They still allowed Ole Miss to shoot almost 52% from the field, but game to game, did you see a better effort from Alabama's defense? It's not necessarily about effort. It's just what they're capable of, and I wonder what that is. I mean, when you don't have they don't have the same rim protection they've had in years past where they were, you know, a top five, top ten defensive efficiency team and playing the same way, kind of schematically, but they had that kind of anchor in the back to help them, or anchors at different times. They've had multiple guys that kind of play that role. And when you don't have that in terms of interior defense, and at times they don't guard their yard very well. And I think there's a mentality where you're just saying, okay, we give this up. We'll go go three. We'll go get three on the other end. We're okay. And that can work. And they can overwhelm some teams. But I do think when whatever wherever they come out in the bracket, matchups always matter. But I do think looking at it, I'm going to be hard-pressed to think they can do they can do that in four or four games and get themselves to Phoenix in a Final Four. Nonetheless, dude, six and six and win the whole title. I think there has to be a mentality, a desire, an approach that we are going to guard on one end, and we are going to play this unabashed philosophy on the other side, which is purely analytics. We're going to play threes, free throws, and layups. And that's really freaking hard to guard. But to do it on the other end consistently, because when those threes aren't going in, you guys, we all see it this year, 
they can struggle. And bear in mind, look at their non-league schedule, guys. You know this. They played everybody they could. I mean, they played really good non-league schedule. They didn't win any of those games. And that's also what is concerning, too. I know they, well, they've gotten better, and guys are performing at a little bit of a higher level. Mark Sears is playing at an All-American level. But when you look at the tournament, when they run into some of those similar teams again, some of those flaws are going to come up. And I, I'm concerned that they, they may have an off-shooting night, and they can't do it on the defensive end. You're going to find themselves out in the, you know, they're out of 32, Sweet 16, maybe the Elite Eight. Uh, first place on the line, both teams 12-3. and three. Game day will be at Coleman Coliseum this Saturday for that 7 o'clock tip. I said earlier, I think Alabama's going to be a slight, like, two, two-and-a-half-point favorite over Tennessee. We saw what Tennessee did earlier this year in Knoxville, thumping Alabama by 20. But how do you see the rematch playing out with first place at stake? That's a good question with the, with the, uh, with the line, though. I, th- I do think Alabama will be favored. The metrics have, have loved them throughout the course of the season. I mean, some of the metrics, they may be you know, a, pl- a place or two above uh, Tennessee. But I think overall, kind of what we just said, like owning the tempo of the game. Tennessee still can play fast, but they want to make, you want to make Alabama play in a half-court game. And if they can do that, you've won half the battle, especially on their floor. I think you also, of course, want to make them guard, as we just said how they handle connect and like their ability to, to guard him. This is what about, you know, five, five weeks or so after they played last time around, you're going to, you're going to have a team that whenever you play somebody, you learn, you take a lot of learnings from that game, whether it's a win or a loss, you understand, but he's, you know, he was 25 points. I think he was pretty efficient for the game or not. Sorry. He wasn't the most efficient he's ever been. So he did a good job with that, but sometimes you change your game plan. I know last night you watched Auburn. They kind of tried at times to, to not help off of him and make other, especially the first half, make other guys beat you. And you kind of like that approach. You wonder if what Nate Oates will do here from a schematic standpoint is try to slow down a guy that just had 39. Um, because you do take that game tape and try to break it down and try to understand what we can do better, how we need to operate better within the course of the game. And I think ultimately it's going to come down to pace. Can they own the, can Alabama own the tempo? Can that building impact guys? And it always is on the road. Where are the other dudes stepping up for Tennessee? I think you know what you're going to get from Connect. Uh, I thought Jonas Day do. He's man. He's been good. Guy. He catches within 15 feet with his feet set. He's making that jumper. Like it, it is. It is remarkable how how effective he is at knocking down a shot in that kind of short space. Shapes up well. Uh, in addition to that, but there are other. Who are the other guys that are going to step up? And I think Alabama has to have the same situation. But at home, they usually have some of your role players play better. But it is coming down to pace. Making Alabama guard. If they can do that, if they can impose their will. If they can play at pace. They can get rebounds. They can get out. Um, it's a game that can be played in Alabama's favor. Uh, you may take an undercooked chicken dish at the team hotel the night before to hold him under 20 on Saturday. <laughs> you can uh, go MJ. Give him a pizza. Give the, him a yeah, pizza, the old flu know. game. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Hey, uh, Mark Sears played 40 minutes last night without a turnover, and I occasionally will throw a wager on a, on a player prop, and he's always every night 20 and a half in scoring. And he had a – it's 20-plus every night from this guy. Can you tell me when you watch Mark Sears, you see what in a basketball player? I see a tough-nosed, uh, great, great three-level scorer, a team guy, um, but a guy that needs to that at times can force bad positions. And you, you mentioned turnovers. I think in that Alabama game or the Tennessee game, I believe he had seven. Uh, and that's a game. I think you know, in that type of environment with that type of opponent, your decision making is just as important as your playmaking. We know he can playmake. We know he can make shots, uh, but he's going to need to make the right decisions, especially with a good team, defensive team like Tennessee is. So, I, th- I think you see one of the best guards in the country. But like any other player, like when you go on the road and you're playing other elite players, uh, when you're elite teams and you're an elite player, you got to kind of bring your A game and you got to bring bring that to those to those environments. That's really easy for me to say. It's very very hard to do, and he didn't do that last time around. This time around, I think is very important. But broadly speaking, 
when he decision makes decision making is equal to his playmaking and equal to his shot making, he's one of the five best guards in the country. All right, he is Dallin Cuff. You could follow him on Twitter at Dallin Cuff and see him on ESPN uh, throughout the college basketball season. Dallin, thank you very much for the time. We appreciate your thoughts on uh, travels and college basketball. Anytime, guys. And Ron Rushmore. I'm never going. Thank you for that. <laughs> okay, we'll see you. If you I'm glad, I'm glad he took our advice on that. Yeah. Uh, he was on the JohnstonRVCenter.com hotline. What was the question last night at Odie's, guys? The question last night at Odie's is which came first, the Statue of Liberty or Alabama's first football game? Oh, oh the Statue of Liberty comes sliding into New York Harbor. No, that, we're, well, ta- was, yeah, we're talking the, about the fake one, not the one that's out on 459, yeah, yeah, the fake yeah. one that's in New York. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it came rolling into the harbor. In, in, this is the, when it was unveiled. Uh, but I think it, was, it, was, it went to Ellis Island the same year. Uh, it was unveiled, so same year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that was the 96 World Fair, and I think Alabama did 92 of the 1800s. Uh, of course, you're dead on with Alabama. <laughs> you got the Alabama of course. On. Uh, Alabama played their first football game November 11th, 1892. Statue of Liberty was actually unveiled October 28th of 1886. Now, I, I can tell you 86. why Dunaway knew this, because the 1992 national championship team had the 100-year patch on their jersey. Uh, that so. may be one reason I know yeah, that. or a lot of easy uh, math. A lot of T-shirts I had growing up had right. 18, uh, uh, 1892 on it. Uh-huh. So I missed it by a decade on the Statue of yeah. Liberty. Yeah, yeah, still impressive you got Alabama right. Yeah, uh, these tell, us, tell us about Odie's. Little yeah. facts you learn when you come out and join us every Wednesday night at Odie's Team Trivia. Great crowd last night. Uh, not only on the Wednesday night, but if you're looking for live music every Friday and Saturday, both locations of Odie's. The original we hang out at Wednesday nights for trivia right there in Crestline. The newest location in Homewood, the corner of Oxmoor and Broadway. Great food from Rodney Davis from the award-winning wings all the way to great sandwiches like that Diablo sandwich. Ice cold beer buckets full of the Bud Light. Get into one of those great locations today for lunch or dinner. It's Odie's Tavern. Hey, is Lunsford back there? I've got great news for, uh, for everyone on the show. And Lunsford can chime in and uh, back me up on this. Lunsford, does Dunaway know that Bitcoin is approaching an all-time high? Wow. Uh, Dunaway should know that. Dunaway's probably the one that told us that, right? Jimmy Crypto, did you know Bitcoin's approaching an all-time high? I did not know. I did not know. The fact that Facebook could care less that that an account I deleted um, back in the mid-200s is being there used to promote Bitcoin. Yeah, look is, at that. It yeah. doesn't bother them at all. Oh. I'm never going to get rich because you sit right by me every day. Yep. And if you would have told me last week, hey, Bitcoin is going to hit an all-time, all-time high, high next week, I'd have been like, I don't even know how to if, buy this if thing. You, if you were nicer to me on the show, I'd share my Bitcoin knowledge. Lunsford, is it, uh, are they thinking uh, They thinking we're going to hit the, uh, I mean, I know it's a guess, it's just speculation, but uh, the all-time high, I think, is what, 68,000? 68, 69, something like that. Yeah, somewhere in there, and we're at 62 this morning. Yeah, it's gotten over 63. I mean, exactly. It's gone down. I think it's actually a little under 62 right now. I it's, mean, it, it could damn, be. This that, is but. exciting, Dunaway. How yeah. pumped are you? It's a, it's, yeah. a, it's a pyramid game. So I don't know why it's legal. And um, you guys better sell it a before the pyramid before, game. Before it falls apart. I don't know the pyramid game is the verbiage it's, I would use to describe it's that. Not. It's nowhere close to But then again, it. Jimmy Crypto knows more than us. Yeah, so I don't true. know. Well, I mean, I think that's kind of with all stocks, right? Yeah. I mean, it's I, no different than a stock, it's just more volatile. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, uh, you're able to spend Bitcoin uh, in gambling circles, right, uh, Lunsford? Yeah, that's and, actually how I did my first my bookie deposit. And you just sit around on yours and just waiting to cash it in at some point, Brownie? Or do you ever use it? For uh, anything? No, I've moved it around some. Uh, do you ever I've, wonder why the gamblers like Bitcoin? 
<laughs> You'll have to ask Les for that question. I, um, I, um, I've moved it around some. I've got you know several cryptocurrencies, but I've, I've got a little Bitcoin, yeah. Yeah, but you've moved it into real cash at some point? No, I, lunch for, well, actually, not Bitcoin. Yeah. I have sold some crypto for actual cash before Lunsford, but I don't think... I've never talked to anybody that's actually sold Bitcoin for cash. That has actually turned the Bitcoin yeah. into uh, currency well, yeah, in the I mean, I've, I've cashed out before. I mean, yeah. it's buying, investing, and then cashing out when it goes up. But Where you got hard American dollars for yeah, it. Yeah, there okay. was one. Brown and I both did a couple years ago. I don't remember what it was, but I remember we had a discussion about it. And I doubled what I did, so I took out the you know half that I made and then left the original investment in there, and I think it tanked after that. But then, like, Dogecoin, I bought it. That's, that's one of the six ones. Six cents, I think, yeah. and it got up to, like... Yeah, eighty I, or something like I that. Sold when I sold way them. too early on that one. I panicked. Well, when you um, guys don't show up for work because of Bitcoin, I'm going to be like, damn, they were onto something. I mean, to, I'll be here because I don't know what they're talking. I about. don't either. To Lance's point, though, Lunsford. I mean, on many of these platforms, you start with Bitcoin, you deposit a Bitcoin, and you transfer that to other currencies. So, in a sense, I have cashed out Bitcoin. If, if that makes any sense, like Bitcoin was the establishing currency, and I transferred it to other cryptocurrencies and cashed those out. So yeah, I've cashed out Bitcoin before. Yeah, I still just believe in that 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 American dollar. Absolutely. When we come back, we will That's get to what trash I get out of it. To trash today, uh, the show being brought to you by our friends at Hemphill LT. 205-229-2090. Make sure that unit ready to keep up with the changing weather. Trust the name Birmingham is trust since 1954 for all of your plumbing, heating, and cooling needs. Hard to stop a train. Call Adam, Chad, Andrew, the guys at Hemphill Services. Tell them the next round sent you for more information at HemphillServices.com. And as always, I encourage you to go to Lance'sLock.com and check out a free play every day there if you like to wager on some sports. Uh, maybe it's on the Gonzaga team tonight as they play San Francisco, 10 o'clock ESPN. Then again, maybe it's not. Maybe it's on the Warriors and Knicks, part of a doubleheader starting off at 6.30 on TNT. Maybe it's a little ice pick tonight. Maybe it's the Las Vegas Golden Knights and the Boston Bruins in a game, great game at 6 o'clock we, on we ESPN+. We do have Plus. a big announcement coming up on Lance'sLock.com. We are in the works right now to bring on a handicapper that we have had discussions with for a while now and uh it's it's getting the conversations are getting more and more detailed. Are they heating up? They are. All right. Uh, Lanceslock.com, Lanceslock.com. Check that out. Trash is on the other side. Stay with us. Everything next round is on demand now in the podcast section at nextroundlive.com. Legacy Credit Union has the ultimate game changer for your finances. With engaged checking, you can earn 3% APY on balances up to $15,000. You heard correctly, 3% APY. But it's not just about scoring with high yields. With engaged checking, you can get paid up to two days early. That means your paycheck, Social Security, tax refund, you name it, you get it early. So stop sitting on the sidelines and get in the game with engaged checking. Sign up today at LegacyCreditUnion.com or visit any nine Greater Birmingham area branches. APY is annual percentage yield. Terms and conditions may apply. See Credit Union for details. Federally insured by the NCUA. Twin Peaks is the best in the game. Here, you're in the red zone for every college rivalry and divisional matchup all season long. On game day, you never have to decide which teams to watch. Only what combination of bites, burgers, wings, and more to order. Plus, where else are your favorite draft beers always poured at a frozen 29 degrees? Only at Twin Peaks, the number one sports bar. Stick around after the sun sets. Twin Peaks is open really late. Wind down with bourbon and late night bites. Only at Twin Peaks. 
There are so many things I love about walk-ons. Authentic, mouth-watering Louisiana cuisine, prepared fresh, daily from scratch. A great beer selection and TVs everywhere to watch the big game every day of the week. And of course, they've got two great locations on Highway 280 and 119 and at Hoover near the Hoover Met. Walk-ons is also a great place for happy hour. Two to six Monday through Friday with $5 moonshine swirls, $5 house pours, and half-price appetizers. And it's an easy take-home experience for the family as well. Highway 280 and Hoover with walk-ons. What are you waiting for? It's non-stop gaming action at Birmingham Racecourse Casino. Come play more than 900 of the latest and greatest games around, featuring fun bonuses and big jackpots. You can wager and win on horse and greyhound races from all over the world. There are more ways to win at Birmingham Racecourse Casino. Birmingham Racecourse Casino, located off I-459, exit 31, Derby Parkway. Must be 21 or older. Did you know that colon cancer is the second leading cause of cancer deaths in America and that it affects men and women equally? If you're older than 45, Rump Shaker encourages you to talk to your doctor about screening options that are available. Colon cancer is preventable, treatable, and beatable, but early detection is the key. For more information, please visit us. Go to rumpshakerinc.org. Also, 6th Annual Rump Shaker 5K coming up Saturday, March 23rd at Regents Field. You can register online, rumpshakerinc.org. Hey, Lance Taylor from the next round to tell you about our friends at Gutter Cap. Gutter Cap's that patented aluminum cover system that fits over most existing gutters to keep out debris and eliminate that gutter cleaning. It's back with a lifetime warranty, almost 20-year service record right here in Birmingham. Stay off that dangerous ladder forever. 45% off the retail price now if you call guttercapbirmingham.com. Call my good friend Chris Stewart now, 205-823-2212. Cap it, don't snap it, it's Gutter Cap. Before we get to trash, LT is going to tell us about the big sports bill that's moving through Montgomery, Alabama right now. Yeah, very important. I have talked to plenty of people that have been making uh, the phone call to their local senator today, uh, trying to get uh, at least your voice to be heard. At least let's get this thing to a vote in November. That is the important thing. Here's the number you need to write down, 334 Two six one zero eight hundred. The Alabama State Senate will soon decide if you get the right to vote on a lottery, casinos, or sports betting. But they need to hear from you. Did you know that Alabama, one of only twelve states where you can't legally bet on sports? House Bill one fifty one allows you to choose whether you can place a bet on the big game this weekend. Call your state senator today. Tell them to vote yes on the lottery and gaming bill. For more information, go to sportsbettingalliance.org. Paid for by the Sports Betting Alliance. Sports bettingalliance.org or call right now. Tell them yes. Bill 151-334-261-0800. By the way, I saw a commercial for it last night during the uh, Tennessee basketball game with Auburn. Um, And China has just announced another one coming to the market. Uh, The foldable smartphones, the Razer is making a big comeback. 40% increase in the foldable smartphones uh, this year is expected that that is the hot new thing that will have my, the biggest increase. My favorite phone of all time was the Razer. Obviously, the problem is, I guess, if you get 
uh, a lot of the smart apps and different things on there now. Yeah, it's now it, it'll yeah. be the, uh, just like your normal phone. Yeah. We had except a, uh, it folds up. One of our bus drivers had one. I let me look at it when it clipped. You're like, oh, well, there's it's not seamless, is it? And he opened it up and it's a seamless screen. I was like, wow. And he's like, yeah, I love it because it I can put it in my pocket better and I can just fold it. Huh? And I it might was, be interested. In yeah, that. yeah, I'm all about it. Forty percent increase. And those sales this year. It's supposed to be the big thing for the phone companies. Big thing for us every day at this time of the show. If you're new to us, remember, like, subscribe, thumbs up. And this is the time of day we get away from sports talk by design. We do it oftentimes throughout the show, but by design at this time, it's called Trash on the Table with LT. And it's brought to you by Mortgage Right. Hit it, Rockstar. Reporters have been saying some pretty nasty things about Western Pennsylvania lately. You know, I couldn't agree with them more. Huh? I couldn't disagree huh? with you. I couldn't agree with you more than the fact that... LT's Trash is presented by Mortgage Right. Mortgages done the right way. If I told you guys Stephen A. Smith on, uh, what is it, first take right now, was going to a 1970s prom. Quite the look. Mm-hmm. I've never seen anything like that. Yeah. I found love on a one-way street. What was that Stacy Lattisaw song? Wow, oh, wow. that is a deep dig, Dunaway. No, nope. that was nope. from that era, right? No that would have been I, back I in the eighties. I don't, I don't know. know. I've never heard of Stacy Lattisaw. Don't yeah. know. I wish Rocky would wear that suit, though. It is. Right, to work it is. I, I have too much magnetism on me now. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, Little look up women. Stacey Lattisaw found love on a one-way street. Uh, you'll love that song. Yeah, are you a veteran looking for a VA loan? Mortgage Right has been advocating for veterans since their company began. It's a veteran-owned, operated company committed to your well-being. They can help you find the best terms available, guide you through every step of the process. As a veteran-owned, operated company, they understand the difference between working with someone who gets it, someone who doesn't. They made it their mission to simplify the VA loan process. Visit their location, Highway 280 in Birmingham. You can apply on online mortgage right.com slash tnr call 205-815-9200 nmls 2239 equal housing what the song was uh i found love on a two-way street i was about said one way he did say one way street street is the song it's two-way street yeah Yeah. dang it so give me give me the difference i mean if you found love on a two-way as opposed to a one-way street well i guess on a one-way street that's um probably the way i found love in high school right yeah that's not how our man and Jerry fell in love, right? No. It was yeah. Porterhouse. Yeah. Or whatever it was. Jerry, I think Jerry was on a highway, Lance. He was on the interstate. Okay, I am convinced that Wendy's tastes different in 2024 than Wendy's tastes in 1984. Wendy's nuts, right? <laughs> oh, by the way, you, uh, this may be the story. Go ahead. So American's fast food chain Wendy's is planning to test dynamic pricing and an AI menu features in 2025. According to Nations, Restaurant News, and Food and Wine, that means prices for food items will automatically change throughout the day depending on demand, similar to surge pricing in rideshare apps like Uber and Lyft. The initiative was disclosed by Kurt Tanner, the CEO and president of Wendy's, in a recent discussion with analysts. In conversation with Food and Wine, a spokesperson for Wendy's confirmed the company's commitment to the pricing strategy, describing it as part of a broader effort to grow its digital business. They go on to say, beginning as early as 2025, we'll begin testing a variety of enhanced features on these digital menu boards, like dynamic pricing, different offerings in certain parts of the day, AI-enabled menu changes, and suggestive selling based on factors such as weather. 
They went on to say dynamic pricing can allow Wendy's to be competitive and flexible with pricing, motivate customers to visit and provide them with the food they love at a great value. We will test a number of features that we think will provide an enhanced customer and crew experience. Here's the only problem I got with this. We're backpedaling. Yeah. Now, here, the, the reaction when they said it was because it's Uber dynamic pr- pricing was surge pricing, which means a price increase, right? Yes. Okay. They're backing off saying, no, 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 we don't, we don't mean we we're increasing the price. We, we never said we were increasing the price. We said we're trying to help the customer more by introducing digital menus. Right. So okay. We never said – it says that here, but they said we never said that because they had a huge fault because they said yeah. surge pricing would give your – well, the Wendy's burger, whatever the uh, number one, would be a dollar more, at least a dollar more in surge price. Well, at certain way, times, exactly. Yes. When people, you know, lunch hours. That. We never said that, even though right. we just did. Yeah, but I think the way to do this is you have a top price already there, and it can't go any higher than that. Because the difference in me taking an Uber, and maybe that Uber's at 11 o'clock at night, maybe it's 9 in the morning. You know, going destinations, going to work meetings, going different places, you know, my meals are pretty much planned. People are going to breakfast, they're going to lunch, they're going to dinner. Those times are kind of all of the same. Now, you got some late night menu, which I think they would get a big surge on that. But start it here, and then if you want to bring those prices down, the price point between 2 and 4 p.m. or... 8 to 10 p.m., then you can do that. Then you drop the price. Then you drop the price. You don't ever surge it up. That's a bad look. But that is what they're talking about. They're saying they're not, but that's, of course, what they're talking about. Now, if they want to take it back to the way Wendy's tasted in 1984. They're going to need that foil wrapper. Yes, sir. Well, I think the foil wrapper is back. Oh, is it? Uh, I haven't been to Wendy's in quite a while. Is it not? If it is, I I might have to creep by. I don't know why it made it taste better, Lance, but it did. did. But it doesn't overhang the bun bun like it used to. The meat patty's not as big. Yeah. Um, I tell you what, man, back in the day, I thought Wendy's had the best fast food burger going. Would you be surprised? And I'm just throwing this out there. So the microwave really came to the fold early 80s to mid 80s. Would you be surprised if somebody took that burger in the foil, mic'd it, blew the Ooh, microwave gosh, up, yeah, and they yeah. sued Wendy's? Yeah. yeah, sued Wendy's, and that's why and we then got Wendy's paper is like, you know what? Yeah. We're going to go back. Maybe, go maybe so. Um, on the flip side of this, the Kellogg's CEO is catching, and we got and Wendy's surge pricing. I mean, the word surge means goes up, goes up, by the way. That's great. Great soft drink, too. Yeah. And uh, Kellogg's CEO says, with people struggling financially, food costs, cereal for dinner is a great alternative. You can save money and have a nutritious dinner around America. And he's catching grief now Cereal's because like he, 10 bucks. He's, he's telling them, <laughs> the owner of Kellogg's, that, hey, you know, save a little money, eat cereal yeah. for dinner. And, and I've noticed this recently, Rocky, because... When you give something up, it's like you go back into something. And so I've gotten into sugar really bad this month. So I've given up alcohol, but I've gotten into sugar, which means I've been eating cereal for breakfast about two or three days a week. Maggie Maggie Dunaway will drop a bowl of cereal for dinner all the time because she doesn't have to have meat like Brownie does, like I like to have usually for my meal. She'll, you know, I'll be like, hey, what are you doing for dinner tonight? She goes, I'm just going to have a bowl of cereal. And I'm like... Okay, what am I doing for our dinner? Friend, yeah, exactly. Our friend Herb eats bowls of cereal a lot of times for dinner. But here's the thing. You buy the regular, not the family, not that it's got much more in it, the regular box of cereal, you really only get two or three good pours oh, yeah. in that thing. And it's yep, like seven right. or eight bucks now, and one bowl of cereal is not going to fill up a, a guy. It's just no. not. When do you ever get to the bottom of a cereal box, and it's just the perfect amount you want in the bowl? Right. It's you can't either, do it. I you cannot do it, yeah. It's either too much or it's not enough. Like we had a late lunch yesterday. Uh-huh. Uh, you guys we had did. great burgers. I had a great salad. Uh, I couldn't fantastic. even eat. Dinner. I saw Brown and his family at dinner last night. I could barely <laughs> I could eat. Like the so, but it was dinner late. It was late. I mean, two oh, yeah. thirty. Two, right? two, yeah. So then I had dinner. I'm mean, it's it's halftime of Auburn. I haven't had dinner, and I was like, well, I got to eat something. 
So I ate one of my little bowls with yogurt and fruit and everything. But I got through that, and you know we're in the middle of the Alabama game, and I'm like, you know, I really didn't have dinner. I had that bowl that I was doing dinner. I need some meat in my mouth, so I went and. Here's <laughs> Jerry. Jerry, was excited about the game. Yeah, so I went and fried me up a little hamburger at halftime. That way, yeah, no, no bun, obviously, but I yeah. fried me up a little, uh, one of those little frozen uh, meat patties. patties. Yeah, uh, threw that thing it down. Hard to believe you did a burger with no bun. I do. I do it all the time. Um, trying to trying to stay stay healthy. Svelte. Little carrots and hummus. That was my uh, that was my fourth meal yesterday. I'll take Maggie's over yours. So you had a hamburger patty, carrots, and hummus yep. for dinner. Yep. So every time I read something about a Guinness World Record, I think back to the world record that I was going to try to break here um, on the next round and how they said a curator was going to be like $30,000. But uh-huh. this one out of Portland, Oregon. Portland local has earned bragging rights after securing the Guinness World Record for the largest female tongue circumference. Oh, wow. That's a look. Now, with a now, tongue, she doesn't have a turn sideways. That's it, normal. Like that's the thickness. How does she talk? I think that she's I can't tell. Yeah, I think she's turning it sideways, which it doesn't look that thick. If that was just like, well, so the tongue circumference is five point two one inches, which is apparently larger than a soda can. Now, Jenny Devander holds how, the how new how title. Is Jimmy? Jenny. She saw. She told Guinness World Records she wasn't aware of the record until she and her son saw male winner Braden McCullough in the book's 2023 edition. The Mom, West you got Virginia a man's tongue. We should interview. Tongue circumference measured 6.3 inches. She went on to say, "My son Evan loves Guinness World Records. Pours through the hardcover books every year. My record is definitely inspired by the love of facts and human abilities." Um, so if you're this 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 mom, there's no way she's paying that kind of cash. There has got to be a way that you can get one of these curators in without paying thirty thousand dollars. I think they want when they find something that's small and newsworthy, like the world's oldest dog, something that's like quick like this. I think that's a. Uh, I don't know. They they got to be picky. It, they got to stay in relevant in yeah. the news to keep people buying their books. So they're being choosy about who right. they go. And to. as I told you before too, I think they probably saw your association with a media company and were like, "Here's a chance to cash in." And somebody has to be there to verify that you actually did yeah, what Yeah, but somebody's got to go done. measure her tongue. All I'm saying is what's more interesting, a chick's tongue that is 5.2 inches or somebody going to 120 bars in 24 hours? Uh, well, for me, neither. Yeah, I mean, neither one will fire me up that much, but I'm just saying they saw a chance to make money. Um I mean, if it's not fingernails that are so long, you have to drag them to, across I mean, the this floor. Is, never but this that. is a story. Yeah, there's, there's a lot that goes into 120 bars in 24 hours. This is just a big tongue. Some old hag throwing her tongue out. Yeah. I, if I was going to the be mean, going away. if I was going to be mean, if you were, I would say maybe the world record for female receding hairline, but I would not say anything oh, like her, that. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. How do you want your hairstyle? Uh, let's do a little ramen today. I, I just think um, I like, I'm surprised more than anything that the Guinness Book of World Records is still a thing because I, I probably have not looked at one since like fifth grade yeah, in the library. Yeah, exactly. Well, there's still fifth graders out there. Yeah, I guess so. The, the two fat cat twins on the motorcycles. Yeah, but I'm, I'm still surprised because there's so many options of entertainment now. Yeah. I mean, we just didn't have a lot back then in the Guinness Book of World Records I mean, was something that could could keep you captivated for a couple of hours. To Dunaway's point, just about anybody our generation, our age, when he said that guy with those long fingernails could absolutely picture what that looked like. That guy with those, and he had those long curled up fingernails. He was How does he the, drive? I know. Yeah, but like to me, like more interesting is like a guy jumping from the highest point, like the the highest cliff dive in the world, as opposed to 
some fingernails. Yeah. I mean, anybody be a pain in the ass. Anybody can grow those long ass fingernails, right? Yeah, they can break them. Yeah, it takes I mean, some. It takes some dedication. I mean, to be able to sit right here and scratch Brown's cheek from right here, that would be. Yeah, that would no, be. You know, that's be traumatizing to me. You have to be a dirty, disgusting person. To Absolutely, do that. yeah. So, a Mexican beauty salon that has been gaining followers on TikTok primarily because of its unflattering makeup clips. Ohio's aesthetics most popular TikTok videos are precisely the ones showcasing the salon's most bizarre makeup. With names like makeup to go sign the divorce or when you thought you would be single on Valentine's Day, these viral clips show young women completely transformed with thick layers of makeup, but definitely not in a good way. So... I think what happened is they started doing this, and then people started following. It went viral. Like this is the, so. This is the before. Now I'm going to get a makeover. Okay, this so this is, is her. She's getting a makeover. After this is just before you're about to sign your divorce papers. You want to look your best. Yeah, no doubt. How about? Oh, oh no! Oh my! What guys? Come on! That no, was no. not an improvement. I would say that's a man. That was not an improvement. Yeah. But that's um, that's looking your best, and so I think they've had fun with it now, and now they're keep doing it because they've got a Wait, ton of followers. Go back one real quick, because her mouth looks gigantic there. Yeah, and it's still pretty big. Yeah. She just got uh, lipstick on it the second time. I would say that we're getting ready to do Batman the musical, and this is the lady that married Joker. Yeah, it does have a Joker mouth. Yeah, Miss Joker. Joker She's even in green scheme. brown. Yeah. Uh, okay, here are more uh, more bad first date stories. First, when this guy arrived late, he wasn't wearing socks, had dirty feet, long toenails, and crusty-looking skin. He started rubbing his foot on my leg. I had to tap out. Oof. I'm with you, buddy. Oof. Yeah, that's a hard pass. That's that scratchy sound. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no thank you. Yeah, I just don't get it. You're going to unleash your toes. you got to cut those things. That's no doubt. they got to look top-notch. Here's another one. We went to a restaurant, ordered food and drinks. Someone called him. He went outside to take the call. He never came back. That's Tommy Tuberville. <laughs> That's awesome. Remember that? Unsolved <laughs> Mysteries. I mean, the guy could be dead, right? Was that when Tommy Tuberville went from Cincinnati to Texas Tech? Or, or was it the other Texas, way? Texas, Texas, Texas Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah, he was on a recruiting dinner. Got to take a phone call. The next thing they saw, he was being introduced <laughs> That's to That's incredible. We need to track down one of those recruits. Oh, I'd love to hear the story. Uh, here's another bad first date story. He dipped his hand into my drink, took out a berry, proceeded to eat it. Anyway. Still gives me chills to this day. Oh, Another one, he picked me up, put on Disney songs, started singing loudly off-key. We get to the bar where we agreed to have some beers and dance. He then tells me he doesn't drink beer and he doesn't like to dance, so I had to dance by myself. But he likes Disney songs. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't like beer, but the snow doesn't bother him anyway. (laughs) How awkward would that be going on a first date and you're like, hey, when we get to the bar, let's dance. I don't dance. To Disney songs. Uh, And then finally, bad first date story. He asked me to hang out, pick me up from my place, thought it would just be the two of us, but we ended up driving to his friend's house, who lived over an hour away, to watch him DJ on his front porch. Four later's hour or four hours later, we stopped at Wendy's to get some food, and as we were driving away, he said, Oh, did you want something? Now help we're gonna go on a date. Hey, my friend, it's about an hour away. He's gonna be DJing on his front porch. We're going to spend some time there. It's, it's going to be awesome. First date, right? Yeah. So, yeah, first date. And then he hits a drive through and doesn't even ask her if she wants yeah. anything. Yeah. He forgot, man. Yeah. No, I'll just get something at the venue. <laughs> yeah. Hey, did the new year add to your financial uncertainty? Let the experts at Mortgage Right help get your financial house in order. The team of experts can make sure you're prepared for anything 2024 may bring, including freeing up cash for the things you need to get done. With location on in Birmingham on Highway 280, our friends there, they can help you out. Take control today. Visit Mortgage 
Mortgageright, right there, Highway 280. You can apply, mortgageright.com slash TNR call, 205-815-9200, NMLS 2239, equal housing lender. Um, the latest mystery that is swip- sweeping uh, streaming right now, that and one final thought on our visit to Tuscaloosa. When we come back, right here on the next round, being brought to you by our friends at Champy's World Famous Fried Chicken, champyschicken.com, Highway 119 in Alabaster. Go by and see that guy, Sterling, and all that wonderful food, including the Mississippi Delta Recipe tamales, right there on 119 in Alabaster. It's champyschicken.com. Follow Rockstar on Twitter at RockstarBHM. You gotta look your best to play your best. And our friends at Bandwagon can help your team find the perfect uniforms for that upcoming season. Bandwagon is with you every step of the way, from developing your team logo design to choosing from their multitude of samples. You name the sport, they can make it happen. To get your uniform journey started, you can shoot them a message on any social media platform or check out their website, bandwagonsports.com. That's bandwagonsports.com. Next round, listeners, it's time to jump on the bandwagon. This hour of the next round is presented by the Birmingham Racecourse Casino. Now featuring seven days of giveaways with your chance to win a share of up to $125,000. The more you visit the Birmingham Racecourse Casino, the more chances you have to win. If renting is putting a dent in your bank account, here's your sign from the universe that it's time to buy a new home. And who better to help you through the ins and outs of home buying than our friends at Mortgage Right? With Mortgage Right, you don't have to worry about becoming a short notice mortgage expert because they do all the heavy lifting for you. They're trusted mortgage professionals and they'll help you choose the right mortgage option and stand by your side every step of the way. Visit mortgageright.com/tnr to buy before renting runs you dry. That's mortgageright.com/tnr. In MLS 2239 equal housing lender. Twin Peaks is the best in the game. Here, you're in the red zone for every college rivalry and divisional matchup all season long. I mean, where else are the scenic views as good as your view of the game? Only at Twin Peaks, the number one sports bar. Sports fans, Alabama State Senate will soon decide if you get the right to vote on a lottery, casinos, and sports betting. But they need to hear from you. Did you know Alabama is one of only 12 states where you can't legally bet on sports? House Bill 151 allows you to choose whether you can place a bet on the big game this weekend. Call your state senator today. Tell them to vote yes on the lottery and gaming bill. For more information, go to sportsbettingalliance.org. It's paid for by the Sports Betting Alliance. Again, sportsbettingalliance.org. Hey, Lance Taylor from the next round to tell you about my friends at Michelson Laser Vision, located conveniently UAB Highlands. Almost 20 years ago, I went in for the procedure. Only took 12 minutes for both eyes. When I went in, I had 2200 vision. I was legally blind. Now I have 2015 vision, still 19 years later. Make the call today. Schedule a hassle-free consultation. 969-8100. Dr. Mark Michelson, Dr. Jen Michelson, Michelson Laser Vision. Make sure you tell them the next round sent you. 969-8100 or Michelson laservision.com. Follow Next Round Live on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. The social media team at Next Round Live is dedicated to giving you daily news conferences and practice video from UAB, Alabama, Auburn, and around college football. Follow and compare to the sites you used to visit. You'll also get the latest highlights and news from the Next Round Daily Show. Turn on the notifications so you don't miss a thing. Next Round Live on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. See more at nextroundlive.com. Final segment here on the show, Alabama 
A winner last night over Ole Miss setting up the battle for first place Saturday. You can go back and listen to Dallin Cuff talk to us about uh, Alabama's win and Tennessee's win over Auburn last night. Wherever you get your podcast, remember like, subscribe, and give us a thumbs up there. Justin Hokinson with us earlier, available on the podcast as well, where you can go and hear Justin talk about Auburn football, spring football drills going on so far. Our Emily Grace McWhorter is in Auburn as we speak, talking with Hugh Freeze and the Auburn football players. You'll have that on our video platform uh, at Next Round Live on all of our social media later today and tomorrow and throughout the week. So go check that out and like and subscribe and set your alerts so you don't miss anything. Final segment of the show being brought to you by our friends at Way to Wellness. Way to Wellness, your journey to healthy living. The website is aplanforme.com, aplanforme.com. No cookie-cutter plan. Everything is designed specifically for you. The program is overseen by board-certified professionals. There's no contract. There's no sign-up fees. And you can get a free consultation. Jumpstart your weight loss, maybe control your blood pressure or your cholesterol through your diet. The website, again, is a planforme.com, a planforme.com. You can just say, hey, Jim's doing a pretty good job with his weight. I'd love to learn more about what you did for Jim. Way to wellness, your journey to healthy living. Uh, you guys like um, mysteries, and you also like um, sometimes the crime podcast. Right now, the most talked about mystery and I don't know if it's a crime or not. I'm not listening to it, but it's actually a 50 part series. Holy crap! On TikTok, is this the uh, chick getting divorced? Who <laughs> the f did I marry? By Reese Teresa, Risa Teresa, and it is who she Good married. Man. It's 50 TikToks in story form told. She tells her story, and according to everybody, it has blown up around the country. Who the f and it says the words, did I marry? Who the F did I marry? Risa Teresa. Yeah, I, uh, Layton was telling me about this on Sunday at dinner, and she's been listening to it. And my first question was, is it real? And she's like, I think it is. Well, there's also a television series called Who the Bleep Did I Marry, where it's basically almost like a dateline version of like women that have, or men or women that are, their spouse would just like change when they marry, but it's interesting how this you can get that away with the but, same you know, name. The, the total runtime on this thing is like over seven hours. Yeah, one business day. You can watch it one business day. <laughs> is that what people are doing at work? Yeah. I would not call that a business day. But Fifty but. TikToks, and it works out to where it's about uh, seven hours. Yeah, she said it was entertaining. I would assume if this thing is that good and it really captures a lot of people's attention. That somebody like Netflix will buy the rights for it, and they'll actually can, turn it into something. Can you summarize what we would be getting into if we chose to? I can't, Brown, but there are other spinoffs that basically give you the summary of each episode. Uh, people who have now are getting follow, thousands of followers and likes by giving the summary of the latest episode of Who the F Did I Marry from Risa Teresa there. It so says, check it out on TikTok. It's a tale of a woman who dated, then married a pathological liar that took her on a roller coaster and left her with a story to tell. You'll be captivated the entire video. One of his lies, apparently, it was that he was an arena football star. Well, I mean, well, that's, a lie that's, right there. that's an oxymoron to begin with. Well, if that impressed her, yeah. I mean, Ooh, I don't know. I'm dating an arena football star. He made $800 a game. I don't even think arena football exists anymore, does it? Uh, Forster, do you have the dance team from WPIX uh, Television in New York? They have a dance team? They don't. Oh. But apparently the New York Police Department has what is called their official dance team. And they would need this why? I don't know, but this is them 
on WPIX in New York's morning show, meet the New York Police Department dance team. Well, I tell you what, I ain't buying a ticket to that. What? What? <laughs> These are real New York Police Department officers who have formed a dance team, and it's fully sanctioned by the New York Police Department. Are you kidding? Well, Boy, I got to be honest. I think I could snatch a purse and get away from uh, uh, a good majority of them. That yeah. was some of the comments, LT, is that's not the most athletic bunch no. of police officers. No, uh, no uh. they got a gun, Lance. Yep. I don't know I, if you can I, use I, lethal force for uh, snatching a purse. Shoot first, ask questions later. Yeah, maybe. Not, uh, a dance team is a stretch here. I'm not even sure yeah. that's a good aerobics group. I mean, who, who actually had the idea? It had to be over alcohol. Yeah. Right? Yep. Well, I think we could put this thing together. We've got a lot going on here at NYPD. Uh, anybody got any suggestions how to make it better? Um, Gina was talking about a dance team yeah. the other day. I think it's a good idea. I, I don't know how many police officers are on the New York Police Department. But uh, they have seven on their dance team. And that was the best seven they could come up with that volunteered for this. Uh, thank you, WPIX. PIX there. Channel 11 in New York City. Independent news. Somebody at thought, your time. Somebody thought on the mystery. Is Lunsford back there? Somebody thought they were going to ask about Kate Middleton. Is she missing Kate Middleton? That's the one that's married to the old boy that lost all his hair. No, What's, I think uh, uh, Middleton's yeah. just, uh, she's struggling with some kind of... Uh, well, she supposedly had some kind right? of surgery and major health issue. Just disappeared from complete public view, which obviously, if you're a royal, that's not typically what happens. And so, it's ask the question now because he's about to be king since yeah. you know Charles has cancer. It's okay, so where is she? What happened? And nobody really knows what well, happened. I, I thought there. it was life threatening her illness that it was. I mean, that's a theory that a lot of people have, but I don't think anything official has actually come out other than there was some kind of procedure, but then. Something went awry. So G. Kerbo says she's not been seen in public since Christmas, and that appears to be uncommon for her. Like she'd be seen a lot more than that, right? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, you're the royal family. Well, she's a princess. All the time. I yeah. mean, she's basically what Diana was. Oh yeah, like, really and truly. That's and imagine true. she was everywhere. Good yeah. point. But you know, she could be dying, and she could have cancer. Well, that's why people are asking. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's where you know that was. The, I, I did my see takeaway. this uncomfortable video that was. Uh, that was uh, circulating this morning, and it was a meteorologist, and she's like, oh, we're going to go to the mailbag. Somebody asked me, congratulations on the pregnancy, Ooh. and nice job wearing those uh, bus driver pants to work. Yeah. She was like, just to let you know, um, I'm a cancer survivor. I had my uterus taking out last week, mm. and this is what women like me look like now. Oof. Yeah. And I'm not a bus driver. Um, cut six. We end the show here with our visit yesterday to Tuscaloosa. Kalen DeBoer, we talked to him about um, – not the entire Washington coaching staff like we thought it was going to be in Tuscaloosa. Uh, and we asked him about just having new blood on that coaching staff. Sometimes to bring in new blood, though, new new voices that haven't been with you a couple of years? Yeah, I think we have a lot of that. Yeah. Really, there's only two coaches on the staff that uh, were with me at Washington. Right. You know, uh, um, Shep and... Uh, and uh, Sheridan, you know, and so um, a lot of different pieces. Uh, I think it's I think it's huge. You know, you want people that know your systems, not just I'm talking offensively, but just kind of the mechanics of your operation and what uh, you know how, how to get that consistency incorporated into our program here quickly as efficiently as possible. But uh, I completely agree. I think you have to always be evolving. Uh, and in order to evolve, you have to have other voices. And I think we got a great, 
um, combination of that. I mean, I think we have other head coaches like Mo Lindquist and uh, what he brings and, you know, sitting in his position meeting the other day and just what type of coach he is um, just is awesome. Uh, our guys are going to get coached up in a special way. And I go around each room and, and hear that and uh, coach cap, you know, uh, with the offensive line. Um, just time and time again, as I was looking for our offensive line coach, which I think is one of the, the critical pieces, they're all critical, but a huge part of your program and uh, just the recommendations. I mean, he's living up to all those, you know, already just in one week here being together with him. So I go on and on about every coach and what they bring. Um, I think we got a special group that uh, is ready to, you know, prove something. Um, they're driven people. Um, and, again, I keep bringing up low ego because, uh, you know, the decisions we make have to be the best decisions for Alabama football, you know, not the ones because we thought of it. Yeah, the ego thing was what I left Tuscaloosa thinking about after meeting those coaches yesterday. What was y'all's big takeaway from yesterday? Um, well, look, I was really impressed. I mean, we've, we've heard about these facilities. I had never had the opportunity to walk around the building. Um, everything was absolutely top-notch. And one of the fascinating things I saw, and I don't know if you saw this, Brown. I know little T saw it for a second. Maybe you did. It was when I was with Josh Maxson, and I think you were in another part of the building. And Mal Moore uh, dedicated to that facility in his name now a lot of his memorabilia from over his time as a player and coach and athletic director. And, you know, one of the things you got, the old swag bags you would get with the bowl games, were watches. Right. And one of his original watches, we were laughing about this, they get like fossil watches now. He had a Rolex from the 1968 uh, Orange Bowl. He had a tag in there. He had an Omega. The watches they were giving away back in the day that are on display. Yeah, I mean, they are premier worldwide watches, great brands. And I just thought it was really cool to look at some of that stuff that Mal Moore had dedicated to uh, to that facility, which was, again, state-of-the-art. The, uh, I'm kind of with Lance. As much as I enjoyed our conversations with the coaches, um, just seeing the facility from the inside, you know, it, yeah, it really looked like that facility was built by Nick Saban saying, I'm going to request something I don't think they can build for me. And then they built it. I mean, it's just the most insane stuff. Like, I, if you're a recruit and you walk through there, I know you see a lot of nice facilities. That one is tough to ignore. Though. Yeah, I was, I was talking to one of our tour guides about, are there other facilities that match this? And they were like, you know, there might be five or six. As far as the conversation with the coaches, we'll see what happens, how that translates into wins. I didn't really – I mean, they, they were nice. They were accessible, all that stuff. Time will tell on how successful they are. But they've got all the resources now. Yeah. They were successful at places where you didn't have these resources. Now you've got everything you need. Yeah, and uh, Taylor is working on a uh, behind-the-scenes uh, walkthrough of those facilities. You'll see some of what the guys are talking about. Make sure you set your alerts and continue to like and subscribe and follow us on all the platforms. And she'll let you know when all that is out and about. Uh, Don't forget the meltdown later today, 2 o'clock live Central Time uh, on this same platform. Just go and uh, like and subscribe the meltdown. You'll see the icon on our YouTube page here. And we're back with you tomorrow at 9 a.m. Central Time. Look forward to a Friday show tomorrow. Until next time, God bless you and God bless America.